you mentioned before you came over that you're meal prepping. What types of stuff are you making when you Ooh, when you yeah. actually do meal prep? Ooh, um, so all across the board, it can be anything. Um, today tonight was kind of a spaghetti bolognese type Ooh, deal. Yeah. Um, so my dad, um, I'm from Oregon, so my dad's an avid hunter. He um goes twice a year. Uh, he gave me some um fresh venison, so some deer. I used that, and then asparagus, zucchini, um, just like a organic tomato sauce kind of thing, and then um, what else did I put in there? A little bit of onion and garlic for flavor, and then the spaghetti that I used was a red lentil, um, just pasta of sorts. Oh, it was tasty. It is totally for my meal preps, but like I was making it and I was like, like I'm going to make a tiny little portion. Some little bites. Right. Right. I mean, you have to taste it <laughs> you as you go. You taste it. Yeah. How else am I supposed to know if it's good? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I made a spaghetti bolognese tonight. Um, some ones that I've recently had, um, I eat a lot of fish, um, my dad's also a commercial fisherman. So I oh, eat a lot of fish. I eat a lot of seafood. Um, I've got some, like, fresh pink shrimp in my freezer. I've got uh, some Alaskan wild cod. I basically just try and choose a sustainably caught, organic, you know, free-range, whatever it may be, whatever animal it may be, (laughs) um, source of lean protein. Choose two to three veggies, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I'll throw in uh, rice, sometimes I'll throw in pasta, sometimes I'll throw in rice cakes. I mean, my carb source is either coming from my veggies, or I'll throw in um, like a a grain of some sort to kind of fill fill up and give me some more sustenance in there. But no, I mean, as far as my food goes, I love cooking, and I just love making different things. Like my boyfriend caught a yellowtail and so we had you know sushi for like a week straight so like things like that I mean and I will definitely say I'm blessed for that because holy cow you don't even know until you've had fresh yellowtail oh like literally from the water home made sushi that night it was delicious yeah I had some ahi like that a couple years ago and I had a friend do some fishing off Dana Point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they caught a tuna and it was like the most perfect reddish just tender delicious like, so like yummy the, yeah the knife just went like through it like butter it was mm-hmm. so good we made we made pokey with it but it was just oh, incredible yeah. it was so so good um and actually i i actually want to note on one thing because sometimes people give me the whole oh but not everyone can eat like that you know not everybody has options to have organic food and yada yada mm-hmm. You don't have to eat organic. It's it's simply what has worked best for me. But, I mean, you can still eat a healthy diet on, you know, uh, whether it be canned beans and rice and some uh, vegetable, you know, frozen veggies that you just brought out and, like, steamed up. It can be as simple as you want it. It can also be as extravagant as you want it. Yeah. It's really just about what you're choosing to make that meal. Yeah. Making sure that you do have a source of protein, a source of carbohydrates, a source of healthy fats in there at all times so that your body has what it needs to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And people will make the same comment too, where maybe not even organic, but they'll say, oh, healthy eating is so expensive. And that's the, that's the biggest crock of BS because like I cook all my food for the week 
Um, you know, there's this grocery outlet here. If you have an Aldi nearby, mm-hmm. those are so cheap. Mm-hmm. And if you cook your food yourself, you would be shocked how much you will save oh, yeah. versus going out to eat. Like a meal will cost you to make like 2 or $3 versus yeah. a minimum of 8 to 10 every single time you go out to eat. So it's like it's so much healthier and yeah, nothing nothing has to be organic. It's like if you choose that, if you feel like you can afford that, mm-hmm. and then go for the stuff that makes the biggest difference. Like there's a dirty dozen list of produce. Yes, of course, um, love that. That you can Google. That's basically anything that you can, that doesn't have some type of like protective, you know, um, husk or mm-hmm. Pe- mm-hmm. something that you would peel. Like you know, things like leafy greens, like spinach. Are on there. Apples are on there. Strawberries, right. things with like really thin skin. Things that you eat the outside of. Yeah, you exactly. Make but sure like, that, yeah. you don't need to eat an organic banana. It has no. a huge ass peel on it. That right. Avocados don't yeah, need it. it doesn't yeah. matter. Um. So yeah, and it's it's like totally up to you what you want to do. But yeah, when people say it's expensive to eat healthy, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, actually, if you look at my produce breakdown versus my package breakdown. Um, one's like $25, the other's like $50. So I just, I don't yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't either. But it's, if you've never, if you've never taken the effort to like make your food yourself or really cook, um, and prep stuff, you don't, it's can be hard to realize it. Absolutely. I think. But, um, well, that's amazing that you're intuitively eating. Um, trying. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how I do once I'm, once I'm off prep. But I did want to nerd out with you a little bit on glute training, booty training. How do you go about training them, building them for yourself, for clients? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, big open-ended question. Big open-ended question. A million dollar Where question. Where do I go? Every, every, every girl wants to know. <laughs> well, and, pull me back if I start bunny okay. trailing. But um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, it, to kind of go off of the nutrition standpoint of it is if you're looking to build your glutes, you've got to make sure that you're eating enough. Yes. I get a lot of girls that are like, I want to, um, you know, build my butt. I want to kind of just shape my body in the way that I want it to look. Mm-hmm. Great. I'd love to help you do that. I would love to put you on, you know, a, a training schedule where we can build your strength and put on that size. But they're not, you're not just pumping air into them. Like your body needs. <laughs> not a bike pump. Yeah. This isn't just like a, okay, like inflate here. No, it's, it's, um, using that proper nutrition to, to digest and build those, um, those proteins and those, those lean tissue, um, cells in order to put on the size. Whereas like people will, um, do all of the right things or do all, you know, do the, do the program, and yet they're like, I'm, I'm just not getting, yes, my, my butt feels tighter. My butt feels, you know, um, somewhat fuller, mm-hmm. but I'm just not getting like the, the size. Like how did, I ask a lot of people who are like, how do you have, you know, the small frame that you have and then mm-hmm. a butt like that. Mm-hmm. And my simple, you know, response is I eat a lot. <laughs> like I eat so much. I mean, I also burn a lot of calories because yeah. I'm constantly active. But, yeah. But eating is, is huge. Eating's a big part. Yeah. I would say you have to, you have to either be at a maintenance or a slight calorie surplus to build a butt. Like if you're in a calorie deficit, meaning you're not eating as much as you're burning, you could probably lift your glutes. You could probably shape them up, but you're not going to get a big badonkadonk from eating in a calorie deficit. And a lot of women do that either intentionally or unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's like we want to, most women do want to stay slim. They want to stay. And I mean, I'm with you. Like I get it. Yeah. But um, even, even so, 
some people are just like, but I already have the weight on me. Why can't it just go to my butt? And I'm like, <laughs> great question. I wish I knew the answer yeah, to it. but unfortunately not how it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, a, a huge part of glute training really is just making sure that you are targeting that muscle. Um, I'm a huge believer in the hip thrust. Huge believer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably... I'd say my main source of kind of glute training, um, everything kind of stems from that, uh, or really just a glute extension, mm-hmm. right. uh, whether that be a deadlift or a, um, a hip thrust or various kinds of single leg variations mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, I'd say that those, those two styles are like my go-tos. And then, you know, I usually go with a larger compound lift like one of those that I just uh, mentioned. And then I'll go into um, hamstring curls and kickbacks and single leg variations Mm -hmm. and things like that. But starting off with a larger compound lift that's going to help um, really just not not only just build your glutes, but like strengthen your hamstrings into it, strengthen your low back so that it's an all-over kind of posterior lift, Mm -hmm. which – is what we really want. Yeah. I know a lot of people say they want a bigger butt, but, like, they don't just want a bigger butt or, like, a better butt. They want, you know, nice uh, – they want the, the – can I say cottage cheese? Yeah. <laughs> they want the cottage yeah, cheese to go away. They want the, yeah. um, you know, the 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 fat deposits. Minimal where they, like, Yeah. Yeah. They want to just look at their best. And um, I'd say that most of where I stem uh, kind of the program is, is just making sure that you're doing a hip thrust – properly is a big part of it yes um I wish I could even like show you what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. but um really it's just a matter of making sure that not only are you engaging your glutes but also getting your low core to wake up and and do their part as well I see a lot of kind of girls working out on on Instagram and just kind of putting themselves out there and they may not have the um the certificates or or whatnot to kind of back their their workouts they don't have the knowledge behind it they're Mm -hmm. simply just trying to do it to look good yeah and I'm not trying to knock anybody but I see a lot of girls that are you know doing these deadlifts and they have this incredible like lordosis or like sway back Mm -hmm. and they're um not activating their their core at all so yeah sure your glutes might be getting a little bit of it but in reality the load is is uh your low back is taking a lot of the load. And so really even just finding a neutral pelvic position is huge. Um, and that's a big part of what I teach people Yeah, is knowing where your posture is at, knowing where your body is at. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts at, you know, the shoulders and goes all the way down to the, the hips, knees, ankles. Um, how you stand, how you hold yourself directly relates to how you feel kind of your body language it sends you know chemical reactions to your brain and tells you um what emotions to feel and that sounds crazy but it's true everything's connected and um when it comes to glute training I like to take the approach of yes people want the aesthetic people want that like good looking bum but I'm teaching them how to have that strength and um endurance and ability to you know do things properly, but not have the pain in their low back or the pain in their knees from having unstable, uh, you know, glute medius or um, yeah. uh, minimus, you know, having, yes, a, a, 
a good solid shelf booty mm-hmm. but like what does that booty do like yeah in a, <laughs> what does that booty do, <laughs> that booty do? <laughs> but like literally like what what is it there for it's yeah. not just a, a a pretty piece of you know meat it actually has a lot of really good uses that people don't even know about yeah and if you're and that's a good point if you're not kind of activating and training properly you're not going to mm-hmm. get like that perfect look you're looking for. So you've mentioned a couple of them, but what are some things that you see that, um, you know, people do wrong and, and maybe just be specific because not necessarily everyone will know what like an interior pelvic I, tilt is ooh, <laughs> or, or just like an inactive glute med. And right, stuff. right, right. Um, I'm right there with you, girl. And I, a lot of us have that too, I think just from desk jobs, driving. Right, of course. So um, a lot of, I'd say what I see is just, um, girls that, well, people that sit a lot during work or they have a job where yes, they're sitting at a desk or they're commuting hours and hours and hours. So they're constantly in that kind of seated position, which in you know layman terms means that the front side of your leg is much short, shorter or like the muscles here are being mm-hmm. shortened yeah. and then, uh, or in your hip flexor being your shortened. Hips, yeah. Your hips and are then, basically flexed the whole day. Yes, yes. So hips are being flexed, and then that means that your backside or your glutes are being elongated or stretched out. And so a lot of people, you know, if they were sitting at their desk, I'm like, okay, squeeze your butt. And they try and, you know, yeah. they can't quite get yeah. really anything. They're like, I'm not sure if I am. Yeah. And that to me is like, oh, we really and truly just don't have that mind-to-muscle connection mm-hmm. of – really using our butt at all yeah which then turns into okay if you aren't using your glutes now if you aren't really thinking about using your glutes a lot of times your body remembers movements not muscles so if you're sitting down you're standing up your body's not because you can't use your butt you're not just going to not do it like your body's still going to be able to stand up and sit down it's just going to use the muscles that it uses the most Mm -hmm. which if you're sitting down a lot of it's going to be your hip flexors, you know, you're, um, you're standing up, you're not able to, uh, the outside of your hip isn't strong enough, so your knees collapse together and you your have that kind of like, a little bit more yeah, exactly. That. And everything's just, in my mind, backwards of what it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> so um, kind of circling back to what I like to focus on in uh, kind of my boot camps and, and my training styles. Um, a lot of the the training I do is single leg work and balance and stability um, where, yes, you are still getting that lift and that, you know, st- they're still getting what they want, but mm-hmm. I'm also giving them what they need, yeah. which is stronger, healthier legs yeah. and core. Um, and so yeah. what's the, for you, what's the reasoning for doing a lot of single leg work? Um, so... Good question. Um, single leg work in uh, a lot of studies has proven just to help balance the body out. Um, a lot of people don't even know that they have imbalances in you know their hips, their knees, their ankles, or wherever it may be, their mm-hmm. shoulders, um, whether it be from injury or uh, whether you stand on one leg more, you lean into one side more, um, you cross one leg over, there's going to be imbalances in your, your joints in your body, um, in your muscles really. And so when you do something that is single leg, um, you're able to just focus on, um, 
kind of the, the, the one side versus if you do a squat and say my left side is weaker, I'm going to end up like shifting my hips to one, one side and then I'm unable to, um, you know, as all of a sudden I have like a crazy right quad and not the glute training that I wanted to have kind mm-hmm. of thing. So if I'm, if I'm putting you in a single leg um, lift, you're able to um, kind of find that stability without relying on your strong leg right. or your strong yeah. arm, whatever, whatever it may be. Fair enough. Strong extremity. Yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that um, I had to work on a lot myself, like two years ago when I first started competing, I had a knee injury and I was like, I was doing leg work and all of a sudden like my left knee got super inflamed. Mm-hmm. And basically what it came down to is I went to physical therapy, learned the corrective exercises, mm-hmm. like, you know, check that I didn't have a torn meniscus or anything. Cause my oh. knees were swollen. Um, basically it was just a weak glute medius, which is mm-hmm. like part of your glutes. It's sort of the portion that stabilizes your knee is mm-hmm. on the sort of side, I guess. Um, high, high hip, I call it. Yeah. Sort of side high hip. And a lot of people have that where it's like, if you do a squat or you're doing some type of squatting and your knees are falling in, mm-hmm. like that's a sign that it's too weak. And, um, and it also, I think can give you almost like a square butt look mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. your glutes aren't fully round. Absolutely. Too. Um, if you're not training that area. So when you go about your training, like you're doing compound movements, moving into more isolation, are you thinking about, you know, for yourself, for clients, okay, how do I go about training in a way that's going to build like a round shapely butt? Or are you, I mean, first you're probably just trying to correct. So, you know, it's funny because a lot of, I mean, my training definitely stemmed from just wanting to look better and, and, and feel better. And then it turned into, you know, okay, well, what is the true correct way of doing things? I'm kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit OCD. So when it comes to, you know, anything in my life, I want to do it the correct and right way. You know, I want to, I want to do it the way that is going to give me the best results and, mm-hmm. and do the things that I want it to do. Um, so when it comes to kind of like building that, that round, but um, you definitely need to strengthen your glute medius for, for stability purposes. But even just making sure that um, I have my clients do um, like sumo style uh, stance. So where your legs are much wider, your knees are pulled mm-hmm. apart, um, uh, things like that. So that I'm uh, helping you build not just your glute medius, but also truly your your maximus the the, the money maker right there yeah. and i i find that when we are turning the toes out is when you get that kind of like rounded yeah. full yeah. butt look yeah um but that is not to say that that is the only thing we should be doing because having that balance and being able to also have the quads to match that round butt mm-hmm. is huge because if i you know continue to just train my glutes then i start getting that like um you know duck walk toe turned out kind of look um yes my uh glutes and my my knees are very strong but I still am basically like pulling myself into further of like an arched back and like Mm -hmm. my butt's super tight so yes it sits really high but I'm also you know starting to get get back pain and I really just it goes both ways yeah you know before I start rambling too much no you're good and but part of the reason why I ask this is like you know bikini it's like it's so specific, like what they look for. Like you want the mm-hmm, roundness, mm-hmm. 
they're also looking for literally the tie in between your hamstrings and your butt. So mm-hmm. it's like when you go mm-hmm. about your booty training, it's so specific in terms of like how you want to think about it. It's right. Like, of course. Do you need more roundness? Do you need to work and that's, on your hamstrings And that's more? cool, honestly, in, in bikini because yeah. you can really just – you're trying to build this ideal body, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, what you're trying to build, what they're or what looking that for. Ideal yes. What, yeah. what they're yeah. – yes, I should say that. Um what what they have planned as the perfect um you know body they want to have that roundness but that could be that could mean one thing for one person and a completely you know different exercise for another mm-hmm. um personally if i'm working on my glute ham tie in straight leg rdls till yes. the till sun goes home. yes like all day every all day, day. <laughs> um whether you want to bring your toes up on a, a ledge or a, a weight and do them that way um whether you want to bring in the single leg variations the one foot elevated variations all of the rdls have truly helped me build that like perfect little tie-in yeah. underneath yeah. the butt and that's something that i love yeah i love the tie-in that's like my favorite part um so, you know, even not only having strong glutes, but also having strong hamstrings so that you can see that wonderful yeah, little tie-in. Yeah. So and that's like a, you know, I think what a lot of ladies would call a problem area is like right under your butt mm-hmm, and the back of your mm-hmm. legs. It's like, tone it up, build some muscle there. Right, of course. And and that's a, a big part is um, understanding that it's not, uh, yes, it may be a problem area, but it's also not something that you can necessarily, um, or I shouldn't say can't target. But it is going to be an overall, you know, fat loss reduction or like uh, putting yourself in a deficit so that you lose that fat around it. But making sure that you're building those muscles so that when the fat is gone, you have the, the you know, lines and definition that you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So what types of like rep ranges, number of exercises Ooh. are you normally going for or recommending? As far as like the sciencey portion goes, yeah, um, the I, portion. right. So I like to make sure that we're doing all sorts of uh, rep ranges, whether that be you know going with my heavier weights and and putting my clients under um, kind of like their more maximal um, effort uh, and doing six to eight reps just to make sure that they're truly building the strength that they need. Um, but then also, you know, burning out that muscle with a much higher rep range so that they can, um, really get the, the blood pumping and like into that muscle yeah. and get the, the, um, growth that they want. So especially when it comes to glute training, I like to go with, you know, anywhere from four five, six exercises, keep it somewhat, I shouldn't, I feel funny saying minimal because like some people are like six exercises like that's a lot but a lot of those are superset so like mm-hmm. I'll end up doing them one right after the other so like two together another two together mm-hmm. and then I'll like finish with one or mm-hmm. I'll do you know a couple of warm-up exercises and then I'll do a couple of compound lifts yeah. things like that and by the end of that you're probably hitting failure on a lot of stuff or you're just oh, absolutely. To to that point and I, I try and keep it um I like doing higher set numbers um I found that that's kind of what has worked best instead of doing a bunch of different exercises for you know three sets Mm -hmm. instead doing three or four exercises for you know four maybe even five sets um doing maximal amount with whatever that uh, exercise is Mm -hmm. um 
so that you are kind of like the the time under tension is building the the muscle versus oh I'm just gonna try and do 10 squats and then uh, 10 kickbacks and then I'm gonna do uh, 10 lunges and then I'm gonna do you know to like you know like just a bunch of small little things I like to do okay if I'm squatting I'll do even um, you know five sets of five just to make sure that I'm building that strength and then I'll immediately go into, you know, five sets of five, and I'll immediately go into a um, lunge superset with a kickback or like a, a, a Romanian deadlift or a straight leg deadlift um, immediately into like a pulse, uh, uh, like sumo squat or something like that. So I, I'm getting the strength, but then I'm also just kind of pumping that blood into yeah. that specific area yeah. to, uh, you know, continue that. Mm-hmm. But what are going with that? And that's sort of the same. I would say that's sort of the same approach that you would use for most muscle groups in general. Yeah. Like you're trying to work something out. You go for your big compound movements first. Mm-hmm. And then you would, you know, if you want to do isolation, like assuming you're not like a power lifter who's just training for strength, right. you would move into your isolation work after you've done your, your big movements or your, you know, your kind of heavier weight multi-joint right. exercises. Of so. Course. So in a lot of ways, glutes aren't that different from other, no, I mean, from I mean, other muscle groups, too. Of course. It's just a matter we of just making sure that you are, <laughs> you know, using them. And that's, yeah. that's big. I, I love um, I love glute training because it's not only a – it's becoming a, such a – well, I guess it is such a hot topic because it people is. want the, the look. Yeah. But I love it because it's now, you know, opening people's eyes to – a healthy, uh, healthy back and a healthy, uh, you know, core and, and it's solving problems that they thought were because of A, B and C when in reality they're like, oh no, I was just, I had a weak glute medius Mm -hmm. or I, I, you know, weak glutes in overall. And now that they're strengthening that, it is like, yeah, breaking down barriers in other, other aspects of their life as well. So yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. How did the booty boot camps start, or how did that get started? Um, that was actually. Uh, those are, I've only I've only made it to I think one of them so far, because Saturdays are a hard time for me. But I had such a good time. Like one of my goals for twenty nineteen is to make it out to more of the booty boot camps on a regular basis. <laughs> so the boot camps kind of started just because I wanted. Um, I was a new trainer, and I wanted to kind of show people what I was passionate about, mm-hmm. and. Um, being in a gym where they strongly encourage you to just put yourself out there and like mm-hmm. be the best that you can be. Um, my uh, general manager actually came up to me and he's like, I want to start a class with you. What is your kind of claim to fame? Mm-hmm. Like what, what do you, what do you find happiness in? what makes mm-hmm. you passionate? And I jokingly, I kid you not uh-huh. jokingly was like, um, probably glute training. I think I'd say that that's where I'm happiest. I mm-hmm. love love training glutes, and he loved it. He was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'd say that you and like every other female that I've ever talked to would say the same thing." And so it kind of started off as like, "Let's you know try this class out, see if." I mean, it's not like we're the first people to ever do a booty boot camp, but like, let's bring my twist to mm-hmm. a boot camp and see kind of what people love what people didn't love you know um getting myself out there and just showing people what I was capable of really was the stem of the class and then it just kind of took off and became this fun weekend little 
like kind of party where mm-hmm. all of these girls would come together. Some guys too. I should yeah. I should also say that there's also some no men there. No discrimination. No discrimination. Men are welcome too. Um, but yeah, it would just be this this fun group of you know 20, 30 girls that were just coming out to have fun and and learn some good information that they could then take into their own workouts. Um, I love that I could hit so many different levels of fitness in that class. You know, it was a, a class that I could have bikini competitors come to, mm-hmm. but also, you know, people who are just simply looking to learn how to do a, a deadlift or how to do a hip thrust or, mm-hmm. you know, various things like that. Um, super fun class to teach. I love it. I mean, I definitely think that the the energy of the people taking it was a big factor, but also I just, it made me happy. It was, uh, I was passionate about training glutes. And so that kind of spunk and pizzazz that I brought to it myself, I'd say it helped, uh, Uh take off, but, um, I mean, come take my class and you'll see how much of a dork I am while I'm teaching. No, (laughs) I mean, you have a great energetic personality and a great energy and, um, what we were saying about UFC Costa Mesa, because I have, like, I've taught booty booty classes at places before where yeah. it's been, like, a very toned-down class, almost for, like, geared towards women who haven't exercised before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, as a trainer, it's just, I don't think it's as much fun to train like that. Right. And your class is cool because it, you have this amazing space where there's this variety of equipment. Mm-hmm. You can do the hip thrust for multiple people. You can do the band work. You mm-hmm. can do kettlebells like squats whatever you want it's all there um and then you can tailor it to whatever fitness level people are at so it's just like the energy and the and it's outdoor and uh-huh. it just it's a that, great that it's open a great, roof is really nice <laughs> it's yeah no and it's a great it's a great class because there's something i think as a trainer just as a participant too doing a little toned down band only mm-hmm. type of workout for booty it's mm-hmm. like okay that was great as was that the warm-up or like what you know? uh in my class yeah that's the warm-up yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we do a lot of activation a lot of band work and then we'll move yeah. into like a kick-ass yeah workout. like I love band work but it's you know having the options to do a lot more heavy weight mm-hmm. and a variety of things is, is awesome so yes. I love yes. that class and I love that class for I mean many reasons but speaking of like the heavy weights and whatnot I love having you know, heavier kettlebells that I can teach people how to do a sumo squat, but then also be able to kind of push the the more, um, I guess, seasoned athletes into using like the 108 pound kettlebells to do their sumo squats because they totally can. Mm-hmm. But there's that point where they're like, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm yeah. like, no, just do it. Like, come on, just try it. Yeah. I know you can do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just having that like energy in that class. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, that's awesome. I love that so much. I love yeah. when people see that, like, hell yeah, I'm strong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the most yeah, fun. Yeah, it pushes you. Mm-hmm. I think the one that I did, we were doing, like, some, I guess, what would you call them? Um, side squats with Ooh. the rowing machines Ooh, in the Bulgarian yes. bags. <laughs> yes. And maybe, like, one foot on a BOSU. So it was, like... I was like, I don't know about this. And more just from a balance perspective, mm-hmm. like, can I handle this? Right. <laughs> can I do this? Some but. things can get a little crazy, but I promise, like, there if, if it's something that you absolutely can't do, there is a variation of it that I can get you to do. So, I mean, there's, you know, whether it be that uh, lateral lunge or the, the mm-hmm. side lunge with the slider under your foot, um, super great for those inner thighs like I love that exercise so much but 
if you maybe aren't prepared for the, you know, the proprioception or the the movement of the one foot and then also the sliding out of the other, then we'll just put you, you know, on a, in a lateral lunge. We'll just have you going through um, that motion, getting the single leg movement down, and then we can, you know, add in a yeah. BOSU under one foot yeah. or like a box under one yeah. foot, things like that. Yeah. But the nice thing about the class is you see the options. Mm-hmm. It maybe would push you to challenge yourself right. in a way that you wouldn't if you're just on your own. You're just doing your own routine. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice yeah, to just yeah, yeah. like, oh, this is something different and um, encourage people to mm-hmm. just step outside their comfort zone a little bit. 100%. Yeah. Um, so we already kind of talked about your training and your diet. Did you ever do like bulking and cutting to try to grow your booty or you just kind of Um, just sort of eat at like a maintenance or slight surplus? So I definitely tried to bulk. I am a kind of body type where it's actually hard for me to gain weight. Um, Very high metabolism, very active uh, lifestyle. So I mean, currently I'm eating about 2000 calories a day and that's still in a little bit of a deficit for me, honestly. So that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot. (laughs) Like that's, for some people that's like, oh dang, like that's 2000 calories every day. I'm like, yeah. And I mean, sometimes I eat more than that. Sometimes I eat a little bit less than that. Um, that is a huge part of like, if I'm going out and, you know, I'll eat a little bit extra. I'm not then going to, some people are like, oh, I need to go hop on the, you know, cardio equipment and get rid of that. I'm like, no, I'm going to put that I'm going to go extra into, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll put that extra where I want it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so bulking, it's, I wouldn't say that I've been through, a, I've definitely not done a specific like six month long bulk. Mm-hmm. I actually would love to. I think that it would be really interesting. It's, it's more just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really more just fun. like exciting, like yeah. seeing your, you know, increase in strength mm-hmm. and like being able to like get those new PRs. Yeah, um, I think that would be awesome. I have not done it yet. Um, I've definitely had my fair share of, like, times where I want to cut a little bit because I'm going on, like, vacation somewhere. So I'll put myself in a little bit of a deficit. But really and truly, I'd say that my relationship with um, nutrition has been kind of, like, eat when I'm hungry and make sure that I'm actually hungry or not, like, just dehydrated or, like, you know, Yeah, emotionally eating. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. don't get me wrong, I have my moments. Like, there's definitely times that I will emotionally eat and kind of get myself into that uh, surplus that I wasn't planning on doing. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm not – I'm just going to go lift super hard the next day and kind of use those for my – use that sugar and, you know, crap for my benefit versus um, getting really hard on myself and, like, being, you know, upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – yeah, that's I think a great attitude and a very healthy, balanced one. Trying, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I did a bulk, um, like a very I would say like a, a bulk bulk after my first show. This would have been the beginning of 2017, so mm-hmm. like five months from February to July. And my coach just kept feeding me more and more because I was on stage. I was probably on stage, so I'm almost six feet tall. Uh-huh. It's probably 125. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like the Girl. day before, the day before, keep in mind you cut off your water, uh-huh. the day before that morning I weighed in at like 128, so uh-huh. I probably, right. I'm just guessing, I was probably on stage at like 125. Right. Um, and so I was way too skinny, right. like I was lean, 
way too skinny though. So very obvious that Mm -hmm. no more shows, like put on some weight. And my coach just, you know, I, I did a reverse diet, but basically I just kind of did what I had been doing. And I check in with him every like two weeks and he just kept upping my calories and upping and upping until the point where I was eating, trying to eat like 4,000 calories a day. Dang girl. Yes. And the booty progress was incredible. Right. About five months because I was training legs like three times a week. I was mm-hmm. putting at least a rest day in between each, each one. I was going hard on my deadlifts, like squats, reverse hack squat, like anything, you know, throwing the kickbacks and all the isolation stuff after, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anything I can think of. But all those calories, like, you know, yeah, my tummy was bigger than it normally was, but the booty progress was awesome. And it was also just super fun to be able to shoot to eat that much because usually I couldn't. And it's like, oh, I've got to eat like all this avocado now or like all this guac because I didn't get my fat for the day. Um. So it was, like, kind of fun. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, I definitely have um, – I'd say the longest kind of bulking or, or calorie surplus that I've done was about six months. It wasn't a proper bulk because I wasn't truly, like – we're not talking 4,000 calories. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was trying to put myself um, at least about four or 500 calories up. So, I mean, that, that was putting me at, like, 2,800 calories or yeah. so. Uh, yeah, freaking hard, yeah. especially when you're eating a super clean <laughs> diet. Yeah, um, that would be hard. Yeah, sure. If I'm, uh, you if know, you're eating, the... if you're eating five cups of like brown rice a day, that's a lot, and right. you probably feel super bloated. And I mean, I it's a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. So yeah, uh, making sure that you're eating uh, a surplus of veggies, but like not enough that you're going, or not too much, to the point that. You're gonna be, you know, incredibly full. You gotta find those, um, those calorie dense foods that still work for you. But like, yeah, like avocados and all the peanut, peanut butters butter and, and yeah, some steak. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, toss an extra meal or two in. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a good time because I was feeling um, probably the strongest that I've ever felt. But uh, yeah, then kind of tapering off a little bit and seeing if I had put on a little bit of size. Um, kind of funny I have not taken my progress pictures in a really long time and I probably Ooh, should get back on that you're kind yeah. of making me want to Do because it. I hear like people t- will tell you you're around these people we can all text time. each other progress pictures hell yeah <laughs> give me mine I take them every one to two weeks <laughs> oh perfect yeah That's, that would actually be the best because it it keeps you on like a, a, a schedule and like mm-hmm. you're you, you're on routine yeah. you don't forget right? yeah I send them to my coach so right now on prep I do them every week Mm-hmm. Um, and more often because I'm like just a few days out, but yeah, an off season, it's like every two weeks set of set of progress pictures. Well, and that's even great because you can literally see every lot, like little bit of yeah, whatever you go back and right. yeah, it's cool. It's like, Oh, I'm not feeling like I've seen a whole lot of progress this week, but like, look at me a month ago. Like, yeah, it's yes, looking yeah. good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I gotta get back into that. That's a goal to 2019. Yes. Progress picks. Progress picks. Getting it. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to to get back into a, at least a maintenance or a surplus and, and do some building. Mm-hmm. For you, what are what are some of your next goals besides progress picks? Oh, um, or what's next for you? So, I don't. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. So I <laughs> have been thinking. I've kind of been like dancing around the the idea of making videos not just on Instagram but like actually getting um my act together and starting a YouTube channel yes um 
it's been something that I've like literally been thinking about probably dancing around the thought for like over a year. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I have no excuses why I like I literally don't have a reason why I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's simply just getting the ball rolling. Yeah. Um obviously that is taking on a, a large load of not only recording videos but then having to edit them and kind yeah. of uh, it's putting more on my plate work but and effort. yeah. 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 But I just feel like that is kind of what's next for me. I feel like that's where I've been thriving is is the the love for um, really just putting out content that helps people and like reaching a mass audience is like makes me very very happy because obviously I I um, specialize in the glute glute training but I have friends from you know back home in Oregon who have been uh, training with me I have friends from that I've like met down here that train with me and there's even people that like I would love to be able to do even just, like, online coaching with, but, like, that doesn't exactly work for everyone's budget. Mm-hmm. So being able to put myself out there and kind of be uh, that force for people to just even, like, start their their fitness journey um, I think would be epic, and it makes me excited and giddy inside to think about it. So now it's like, okay, I got to do it. Yay. Yeah. Yes, do it. It would so, be so good. And now that I've said it on the podcast, I really yeah. have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit you up. I'm getting, like, I have one. I put the podcast episodes on YouTube. Yay. But I finally got some equipment. Like, I recorded footage at Olympia back in September, and I still awesome. haven't, like, fully edited it and put it together. But that's, it's a goal of mine, too, because I've been getting hit up forever on, like, okay, what are you meal prepping? How do you make your right. food? Like, this, that. And it's, like, it's time. Um, I have the equipment. It's literally just been... For me, it's been a time issue. Right. And now that prep is over, it's like, it's time to do it. Right. So. And I'm always, I'm constantly saying that I don't have time, I don't have time. When in reality, I do. It's just a matter of making certain things a priority and making, um, kind of making my schedule fit to the things that I truly want to accomplish. And a big goal for me is really just uh, continuing on the on the trajectory that I'm on of, and, like, continuing my, my training and whatnot, but also, you know, building – just continuing to build my brand. Mm-hmm. And although, yes, I'm doing my Instagram videos and, like, um, my little free workouts and stuff on there, yeah, I would love to be able to get people into, like um, – kind of how I intuitively eat and like the supplementation I take for like my hormones and like just Mm -hmm. so there's so many different things that I could talk about yeah aside from like just that I mean we sat down and talked about nutrition for like I don't even know how long like 10-15 minutes right and like your favorite cheat meal is and or ask me what mine is and I'll go for like 20 minutes (laughs) right right there's (laughs) there's a bunch of different things too but um yeah I, I just feel like uh kind of starting a a channel where I can be totally transparent with people and just tell them kind of what works for me and maybe it won't work for you, but here's how I did it if you want to try kind of thing. So. Yeah, I would watch all of your stuff. Like, Thank you. you put out is great, so do, <laughs> Thanks. It. do it. I love it. Yes. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. Anything else? Um, I am at the UFC Gym Costa Mesa five, sometimes six days a week. If anybody wants to reach me, they can hit me up on Instagram or um, find me at the uh, UFC gym. 
And uh, gosh, uh, congratulations on being what you you compete this weekend. Compete this weekend. Ah, yeah. yeah. A week I out? Competed, yeah, I competed last weekend. So I got first in both the novice and open classes that nice. I entered. I did not win the overall, which is like they take the mm-hmm. open winners. Um, so I have another shot at that. Yes. And we'll see how I do. This is supposed to be a bigger show. This is the last one of the year for okay. Muscle Contest, mm-hmm. which is the event producer. And yeah, next year I'm possibly thinking about competing for a pro card. So Ooh. we will see. I think there's a lot of things in store. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. And yes, definitely hit up Silken at Silken Smooth. You can find out the Booty Boot Camp schedule um, if you I follow post all of my stuff. Yeah, on my and also UFC UFC Jim Costa Mesa has an Instagram UFC Jim Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. Check her out. And thank you guys so much for listening. That's it for this episode of Bikini Things. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes mm-hmm. so you'll never miss an episode. And also. Share it on your Instagram story. If you guys are listening, please share it. This is how the podcast will grow. Um, screenshot it. I'll send you some love on IG, bikini underscore things, or my Instagram, chicken sneakers. Thank you guys for listening. That's it. Bye.